the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. One GOP senator says Democrats' radical agenda was on full display this week when President Biden addressed a joint session of Congress. Conservative Senator Steve Daines of Montana says even he was surprised by just how sharp a turn the left Democrats have made. I, I, I thought to myself, this, this is making... Uh, this is making Barack Obama uh, sound like Ronald Reagan. Daines tells the Salem Radio Network he does have one compliment for President Biden and his party. I'll give him credit. They're not trying to hide their socialist radical agenda anymore. Daines says he fears massive inflation if Democrats accomplish their goal of $6 trillion in new spending. Bob Agner reporting. Some good news regarding consumer spending. U.S. spending rose at the fastest pace in nine months while income soared by a record amount. In March, that's reflecting billions in dollars of government support payments. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. John Kerry is accused of discussing covert Israeli airstrikes against Iranian assets in Syria. We're talking about the foreign minister of the world's largest state-sponsored terrorism. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Thank you for tuning in to AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it looks like mostly sunny and with a high of 83 degrees. Be sure to tune in to Tucker Carlson tonight, this Wednesday, May 5th. You'll see a guest appearance from our very own Charlie Kirk. Then be sure to catch The Charlie Kirk Show every weeknight, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good... The bad and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Wind Beneath the Right Wing, the show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. 651 289 4488 by the original social medium, the telephone, to join us here on this, the safe space as a conservative, the original conservative social medium, talk radio. Hope you can join us there or on our other social media outlets on Facebook where we are streaming the show live at the Northern Alliance Radio Network page. Currently using Facebook, I'll be looking, I've been saying this for nine months and I'm actually going to come through it sometime between now and the end of summer, looking for an alternate medium on which to transmit our live stream from this uh, from the studio. So but right now, for now, I'm on Facebook on the Northern Alliance Radio Network page, where some of you are watching me right now. Hey, salute. Uh, also on Twitter, at, uh, actually, you can reach us by the hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. On the other three social media platforms we, we use, Gab, which is basically Twitter for people who are sick to death of Jack Dorsey's hypocrisy and censorship of all conservative thought. Which, by the way, took a, another turn this past week when Twitter banned for life Project Veritas and James O'Keefe, uh, some of the few remaining actual journalists on the web, uh, among the people who haven't been broken to the wheel of Twitter's orthodoxy so far. Anyway, Gab is where opinion is not censored, as well as MeWe, which is basically Facebook for people who don't like censorship. Again, you can reach us via the hashtag Narn Show on both of those, as well as Twitter, which we stay on because that's still where the party is. That's where most of the people are for now, and until they drum us off of it, which will happen someday, I'm fairly sure, that's where we are. 
And by the way, like I said, Facebook as well, Northern Alliance Radio Network, where our uh, friend Paul Pukite uh, responds saying, hey, you guys are still the best after all these years. Appreciate it, Mr. Pukite, who works at a gas station in Bakersfield, I believe. At any rate, all the best to you, Mr. Pukite. So, uh, by the way, we were talking last hour about the Berg's either seventh or eighth law violations, to which I respond, why choose <laughs> Berg's seventh law, uh, whatever they are accusing you of as a conservative, it's probably it's almost entirely a mandatory that they are they're doing something worse themselves. And we saw that this past week. I mean, the sort of racism that I don't know a significant Republican political figure would ever utter any of these things, even in, in the, the darkness of their own heart, if they even felt it in the ways that the likes of Aaron May Quaid, Ryan Winkler, and the entire Uncle Tim set on Twitter did. And, and of course, uh, we, we saw that this past week. And by the way, I didn't even have time to get to all the stuff I wanted to last hour about Aaron Murphy, who came within a few thousand votes of getting the endorsement and likely the election as governor of the state of Minnesota, although Jeff Johnson probably could have beaten her, I think, fingers crossed, uh, tweeting, we talked about this a few weeks ago when the uh, the union, some of the union people at the St. Paul Labor, uh, one of the St. Paul Labor buildings uh, in downtown St. Paul, uh, not, allowed the National Guard to use their parking lot as a staging area. And a number of the more radical unions, most particularly the Nurses Union, which basically is one of the crowd that's celebrating their secular Christmas today on May Day. Uh, I mean, the Nurses Union is one of the most Maoist unions this side of the uh, SEIU. Aaron Murphy, of course, at one point in her career, a nurse, before she became a permanent member of the political class, tweeted this past week, We protest Resolution Number 49, which denounced union leaders' actions. Actions are protected by the Constitution as well as state and federal law. Resolution Number 49 is an abuse of, abuse of the Senate's power. No, it's not. I mean, Erin Murphy can say pretty much what she wants because she knows that nobody in the media or anywhere else among her crowd, the crowd that votes for her, will know any better or exhibit any critical thinking whatsoever. Of course, the union leaders have a right uh, under the First Amendment to uh, to say whatever they want. And the Senate has the First Amendment right to respond via the non-binding uh, means of the resolution, which means nothing other than the Senate joining together to say something. Out of 67 senators, 15 including Senator Murphy, by the way, uh, voted uh, against the resolution. Now, you can say what you want about the National Guard show of force after the Chauvin verdict. There are people, uh, not even all on the left, who said it was excessive. I respectfully demur, and I hoped to get a guest on last week to talk about that from the libertarian side, and maybe yet we will. We'll see. But claiming that the Senate violated the union leader's First Amendment rights as well as state and federal law, is the kind of thing you put out there when you know nobody can call you on it because they're just not that critical a bunch of thinkers. And she doesn't have to care what Republicans think because she represents Highland Park, Merriam Park, the, 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 the belly of the blue beast, parts of St. Paul that are so far gone as they barely have Republicans left anymore. More's the pity. The places where you can exhibit the sort of urban progressive privilege to say things like law enforcement causes more problems than, than rioters. Law enforcement causes more problem than gangs cause, which, by the way, is something people from places like Crocus Hill, Highland Park, Merriam Park, Kenwood, uh, Kings Road, uh, Kingfield, not Kingfield, uh, Linden Hills in Minneapolis, upper-middle-class white progressives say with a straight face. People who live in places that crime is something you hear about on the news, something you hear about on Twitter, and is an abstract concept for the most part to you. Where you can get by on urban progressive privilege knowing that your affectations, your, your assumptions will never be challenged by reality. People like this will say things like, yeah, 
police and National Guard cause more problems than gang violence does because they will never have to bet their life, their property, their property values, their family's safety on it. Survey came out this past week saying working class African-Americans aren't having it. They want more police in the neighborhood. They want the police to behave. They want the police to follow the rules. And I applaud that. As someone with a small L libertarian in his political description, police have to have limits on what they do. We need to we need to dial back on the no knock raid. I don't care if you legalize marijuana and, and, and empty low level distributors from the prison system. Make more room for people who shoot places up at random. All for it. But anyone who says the police and the National Guard two weeks ago caused more problem last week, I guess, caused more problems than law enforcement uh, than that than the gang the gangs that are that are jacking the cars that are killing people and random out on the streets that shot the 12 year old boy in north minneapolis last night who's uh, yesterday who's still in critical condition may or may not make it i'm sure brad will tell me that he, he died we'll see we'll see we'll see this is the very definition of ur- urban progressive privilege although not the worst example of urban progressive privilege to come out this past week Alpha News carried the story this past week. Member of the University of Minnesota's student government <laughs> urged her peers to, quote, disrupt the campus police department by <clears throat> annoying the bejeebers out of them. The word is not bejeebers. It's, it's something else that I can't say on the radio, but you know what I'm saying. Now, the Alpha News carried a photo of, of the young woman. Her name is Lauren Myers, who's a member of the Minnesota Student Association Executive Board, who seemed to have called on students to submit false reports to the University of Minnesota Police Department during a recent meeting of the Executive Board. Now, student government is one of those terms like military intelligence, or I can't think of another contradiction in terms quite like that. I'm, I'm still having some side effects here. But this is the, the, the student government are, are people really like students themselves who God love you, students. If you're under the age of 25 out there, I, I, I'm on your side, especially if you're conservative. Your opinion does not. And in the great scheme of things, should not mean to the greater world much more than your numbers indicate. This idea that has come from modern progressivism that with youth comes wisdom is poppycock. And I didn't want to believe it when I was 25 either, although having been raised by people who had a proper perspective and having been educated by perhaps the last generation to have a significant number of World War II veterans and Korea veterans for teachers, I was disabused of that idea that my opinions mattered a whole lot until I earned the respect of larger society, which said about earning my respect. I'm all for it. I will do the same. Thank you very much. Lauren Myers, however exhibits in her statements a classic textbook example of urban progressive privilege to wit uh, during a recent meeting the minutes said quote when you say disrupt the u of m police department what exactly do you mean by that one student asked ms myers quote make their lives hell annoy the bejeebers out of them and no it wasn't bejeebers you know what i'm saying folks we're all adults here this is an FCC-regulated environment. Anyway, annoying the bejeebers out of it, Myers responded, quote, like, use up their resources. Make their offices show up to something. It's on video, by the way. Her comments reportedly made while discussing a letter the student government sent this week to President Joan Gable, which calls for the U of M Police Department Chief Matt Clark's resignation. According to the letter, Clark has, quote, allowed the utilization of UMPD as a physical arm of the oppressive state to subjugate and silence community members both on and off campus. Now, Lauren Myers, the, the photo of her on, on Alpha News, probably not pictured, uh, chosen to be flattering, but certainly not like the Star Tribune does with any conservative woman. I mean, she's, what, 21, probably, and already has ELCA hair. I mean, for the love of Pete, that is one thing. But how much urban progressive, I mean, that's just a physical manifestation of urban progressive privilege, and you can't judge a book by its cover. One thing you can use to judge a book by its cover is... Well, statements like hers, this idea that that the police, something that actual African-Americans who have to bet their lives, their property values, their family's safety on the communities around them and want more police to come to, in the neighborhood, provided they behave themselves, with which I agree a thousand percent. Thinking that the police are the enemy that must, all of them, 
all police, good apples and bad, are an enemy that must be fought by the most passive-aggressive possible means, by the way, are... What are the words for this here, folks? Uh, this this is an example of urban progressive privilege, almost as perfect as possible. What's another one? Knowing that you can say this sort of thing and profit eventually over having this sort of thing. By this, by profit, I mean, oh, yeah, while she's still in school, she's got a job coming up on Tina Smith's staff. She's just out of college. She's got a job coming with Tina Smith, Senator Tina Smith, lest you've forgotten. And her administration or her, her office, I guess. She, she's not an executive. She is already a member of the political class. She is always, already someone you will be supporting with your tax dollars for the rest of your life and likely hers. Because that's why people latch on to the political class. The obligation you and I, mere taxpayers, have to keep them in the chips for the rest of their natural lives on one government pension or another. So, congratulations, Lauren Myers. You will never have to bet your life, your safety, your property value on your statements. It won't matter because you are part of the system and you will never have to have to risk a thing for saying it. Wouldn't it be good? Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. You don't know a thing about it. You got no problem. I'd stay right there if I were you. I got it. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Attention real estate investors. Do you need cash immediately? If you own one or multiple rental properties, you can use your equity to get cash out fast. The best part is we don't need tax returns or even a good credit score. At America's Loan Source, we are not a bank and we don't have bank rules. We make the decisions to loan you money and there's no limit how much we can give you. Some clients have gotten as much as $500,000 or more within days. Use the money any way you want if you own one rental property or a hundred and COVID has left you in a cash crunch we can help you turn your equity into fast cash call now for details and close in as little as 10 days and get the cash you need 800-296-1229-800-296-1229-800-296-1229 that's 800-296-1229 Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. I've been thinking lately about the biblical principle of headship. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 3 says, But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. One way to think about headship or authority is like an umbrella. If you're under a good authority figure, it's like standing under an umbrella during the rain. It's your job to stand under the umbrella, and it's the umbrella's job to protect you from the rain. Biblical authority is like a good umbrella. It won't leak or move, and it provides shelter. Our job as believers is to submit to biblical authority figures God has placed in our life, as long as it doesn't go against God's Word. Here at the Kingdom Builders, we don't sell umbrellas, but we do install shingle roofs. If you have a roofing need or want to talk about God's Word, please give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. The right to the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, don't forget the Dinesh D'Souza podcast is now streaming on demand at am12a thepatriot.com. 
Here, what's up today with the free Dinesh D'Souza podcast, am1280thepatriot.com. If you haven't been reading Dinesh D'Souza or all of his other content, I mean, he's got a couple great movies. His podcast just continues that tradition. I will direct you, by the way, as I have a couple times in the past few weeks, to his biography of Ronald Reagan, which came out probably close to 30 years ago. It's a quick read. It's a wonderful, essential read. So... Anyway, well, that's our theme song for a gun control related issue. That's the great and late Willie DeVille from 1981. Hard to believe it's been that long. it's, It's a song that got him exiled from the pop music uh, hot and up and coming list in 1981 because whoa, rock stars just don't have right wing opinion. That wasn't even a right wing right wing opinion. He just pointed out gun control did no good whatsoever. So salute to you, Willie DeVille, uh, putting it out on the line there long before uh, it was cool in showbiz, probably long before I was doing it myself. I mean, grant that I was what? Two years old in 1981. <clears throat> anyway, oh yeah, that song brings uh, us to the fact that we have a a, a uh, Second Amendment related story or guest. In this case, story coming up is potentially very good news. Not as good as we might hope for, but came as part of a week of news that I think should give us a some room to celebrate a little bit potentially. If you're a conservative, especially a conservative that, like me, uses the Second Amendment and, and politicians and jurists' opinions on the Second Amendment as a bit of a litmus test on how they treat all other civil rights, and also a, uh, a bit of a model for how other conservative organizations can organize themselves and win not just the political battle, but the culture war. We'll be talking about that and some evidence about the same as this hour continues. By the way, join us at 651-289-4488. News came out on, I believe it was Monday. Yes, Monday this past week. Uh, the Supreme Court re- released a list of cases that is going to be hearing in this term. One of them was numbered innocuously enough, 20-843, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association et al. versus Keith Corlett and so forth. Keith Corlett, of course, bureaucrat with the state of New York, who is being sued has been uh, sued over the past couple of years by the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, a, a, a citizen's organization for the Second Amendment in the state of New York, which, by the way, once you get much north of Yonkers, is fairly dominant opinion. You go to upstate New York, outside of New York and Buffalo, New York City and Buffalo, it's a fairly Second Amendment-friendly area, not that you'd know from uh, the rules coming out of Albany. But... There's a chance to change that both in New York and wherever else you go in the United States. The listing from the Supreme Court uh, read as follows, and I quote, The petition for a writ of certiorari is granted limited to the following question. Whether the state's denial of petitioner's applications for concealed carry licenses for self-defense violated the Second Amendment. And this is big, folks. Not as big as some of us may hope. But this is big. And by the way, I'll be having a detailed discussion of this uh, potential case, uh, I should say, the potential results of this case with Rob Doerr, the pol- political director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, on Monday morning on the uh, on the Minnesota Gun Report, I should point out. It's the podcast of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, the uh, organization that is in there at the Capitol every, every day during the session fighting for your Second Amendment rights here in Minnesota. A group analogous to the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. Rob Dorr and I will be talking about this case, but I'll be talking about it now. Here's the deal. Second Amendment cases, uh, first of all, we've, we've made a lot of progress in the last 10 years. Obviously, we, we celebrated 11, 13 years ago, 13 years ago, holy cow, the Heller case, which set the precedent that the Second Amendment is a right of the people and that the term in the, uh, of the people means in the Second Amendment, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh, it, it meant that all that prefatory clause about militias didn't didn't apply to it didn't modify the meaning of the term of the people when the phrase of the people is used in the first amendment 
to refer to the right of the people to peaceably assemble, it doesn't mean Congress. When the Tenth Amendment reserves powers that weren't otherwise defined in the Constitution for the federal government to the states and the people, it didn't mean they were referring to city councils. It meant the people, you and me, you and I, each and every one of us, rights and powers granted to us by God or whatever creator you subscribe to or remorseless fate and biology if you subscribe to no creator. These are rights of the people. Heller defined that phrase, the, 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 the phrase, the right of the keep, uh, people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Heller defined the meaning of the phrase of the people as regards the Second Amendment, saying the people means people individually, not a militia, least of all the National Guard, which is basically part of the standing army that the Second Amendment was intended to counterbalance initially. And by the way, the McDonald's case, the McDonald case, not McDonald's, that's a fast food joint. The McDonald case in 2010, I believe, uh, incorporated that via the 14th Amendment onto state law. So state laws were not allowed to differ from the federal interpretation that the Second Amendment is a right of the people. So the first half of the part of the Second Amendment that matters, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, has been defined by Supreme Court precedents for 13 years now and incorporated on the states for a little over 10. So what would this case do? Well, a win for the uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association would require strict scrutiny of gun laws compliance with the Second Amendment. Literally, they would make sure that, that, that any gun law infringing the rights of the people would not just have to have a rational basis. Somebody might commit a crime, therefore we need to take all guns away. It, it, they have to actually actively show that they're not going to infringe something that is actively a right of the people. In the say, And basically treat the scrutiny of cases that regulate the right to keep and bear arms with the same level of scrutiny that's uh, that's with which the first and the fourth and the sixth and seventh and eighth are treated and the fifth by the way as something as rights that are essential for a citizen to conduct their lives in a free society now does it mean that it's going to throw out every state gun control law of course not We'll be talking about that on the Minnesota Gun Report on Monday. MNGunReport.com, by the way. It it goes out publicly at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, 3.30 in the morning. Uh, But it would mean that laws could not infringe the right of the people to keep and bear firearms. It would help define the meaning of the term bear firearms. In other words, the state needs to regulate. You can try and regulate the right to have a firearm with you where you need it out in the world, but you have to show that your law doesn't treat the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms as a human uh, any differently than the First, the Fourth, the Fifth, Sixth, Seventh, Eighth, and Tenth Amendments are treated. Now, the left is getting the vapors about this. The more interesting, that's inevitable. It'll be fun to watch, actually be more fun to watch after the uh, case is finally adjudicated. And that's the part I'm watching. Now, people will say, well, why, why not? Why didn't this happen long ago? And according to some court watchers that I've followed, there's a good reason for that. Justice Scalia, the late Justice Scalia, when he was alive, and after his passing, Justice Alito, spent a lot of years watching for cases that would be slam dunks with a solid conservative court because... Having a decision that goes bad, say they had brought a a, a case like this, a strict scrutiny case before the court under the Kennedy administration, when Kennedy was the uh, justice and cases were going 5-4 either way, depending on Kennedy's whims, that would have set a precedent that would have been very bad for the Second Amendment. Well, Kennedy's gone. So is Ruth Bader Ginsburg, rest her soul. And we have Amy Coney Barrett on the bench now. And Sam Alito, in his infinite wisdom, looked at that situation, that fact, the fact that you have, even without Justice Roberts, who has been not a reliable doctrinaire conservative, say what you will about him. He's 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 taken, let's, I'll take a charitable 
point of view on him and say that he has taken a idealistic legal approach rather than a doctrinaire conservative approach on a number of decisions to the vexation of many conservatives, while pointing out that he ruled with the majority on Heller and McDonald. And he might or might not be a reliable vote on this case, New York State Rifle and Pistol. So Sam Alito, in in leading the charge to grant certiorari to this case, has figured that at the very least, even if Justice Roberts falls away from the, 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 the light on this one, that there's still five solid votes with uh, Justice Cody Barrett on the bench. What will this mean? Oh, we'll find out when we, uh, when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an Exogen Temporal Scanner purchased at any retailer. With COVID continuing to spread, nothing matters more than having an accurate thermometer that's backed by more than 80 published peer-reviewed clinical studies, like the Exogen Temporal Scanner. Even after getting the COVID vaccine, you should be monitoring for fever to make sure you are protected. Keep your family and yourself safe by trading up your non-contact thermometer for an accurate temporal scanner and a $5 rebate from Exergen, where accuracy matters. Details at exergen.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com HR. That's BambooHR.com HR. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, Mother's Day is coming up fast. It's a week from tomorrow. And wouldn't it be awesome... If you want a thousand bucks for your mom, she could use it for whatever she wants to bless a local charity organization, take the mother of all spa days. I mean, a thousand bucks, holy cats, that would be a spa day. Or maybe put towards your favorite hobby or craft, like maybe a sweet new SIG 325. All right, wait, who put that down here? Well, not my mom, anyway. But only takes a minute to sign up, and it's free to sign up at am1280thepatriot.com. A thousand bucks for mom. You got a week, get in on it. the number to call if you'd like to join us. You can also join us on 
Take your choice, uh, Twitter or Gab or me. We add hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. You can also join our live stream at Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook, where we also do my uh, weekly shout-out before the show on my page, uh, which is Mitch Berg at Facebook. There's a few Mitch Bergs out there. You, you'll, you'll find me. I'm the one with all the shout-outs for a talk show. Anyway, so we're talking about how we can do that. Anyway, join us by any or all of those means. So uh, 651-289-4488 in case you missed it the first three times I said it. So we're talking about New York State right and pistol, Rifle and Pistol Association versus Corlett, a Supreme Court case that if the good guys win, uh, will enforce strict scrutiny on gun laws around the country, which is not a panacea. It's not an end-all. It will not throw out masses of anti-gun laws. But it will force an awful lot of states to have to change their laws and move them. And and, and in the case of some passive-aggressive states, like the state of New York or, or Hawaii or New Jersey, they'll, they'll, they'll do, put their passive-aggressive limits on it. For example, strict scrutiny uh, of the right to keep and bear arms in public will mean to say, okay, we're, we're able to put reasonable, prudent restrictions on who gets a carry permit. So it'll be a $10,000 fee and a thousand hours of training, basically more training than you go through in Marine boot camp. That's not quite true. The numbers don't add up, but you know what I'm saying here. Uh, it's probably almost as many hours as Air Force boot camp uh, to get a carry permit in some of these states. You can see that's what they're going to do. I mean, after Heller and uh, after Heller and McDonald, st- cities like New York and D.C. and Chicago were forced to allow people to keep guns in their homes as part of the right of the people. But being passive aggressive little ninnies, they put uh, restrictions on that right that made it still virtually impossible for law abiding citizens to keep arms to say nothing of bear them. Well, it's taking another march in the right direction here. So the win a win for this suit will require strict scrutiny of gun laws. The and and People, I've seen people out there say, well, Justice Roberts is not a reliable conservative vote. And on doctrinaire issues, he is not. But when you consider the five justices that remain, other than the three progressives on the court, uh, the five that remain are going to be, we're talking Gorsuch, we're talking Kavanaugh, we're talking Coney Barrett, we're talking Alito, we're talking Roberts. We're talking five reliable Second Amendment voters and one Roberts, who may or not be a doctrinaire reliable conservative, but did vote in the affirmative, did support the majority on Heller and McDonald. So call him a coin toss either way. Barring a complete collapse by plaintiff's counsel, I say this with confidence as a non-lawyer, certainly nobody who's ever going to be qualified to argue before the Supreme Court. I say that the reason this court, this case is getting to the court in the first place is because Sam, I left out Justice Roberts, didn't I? Sorry about that. Yes. Roberts, Alito, Gorsuch, uh, Kavanaugh, and and Thomas are the five reliable votes. Uh, uh, Roberts, call him a coin toss. I say he's probably a little better than even chance of voting with the majority. So there's every chance this could be a 6-3 decision, not even close. And by the way, in so saying, I say that I I will point out and admit that while I did not expect much from a Donald Trump presidency to say nothing of his campaign, decisions like this are why I got on board with Trump once he became elected. The one thing I hoped to see out of a Trump administration as someone who has been a non-fan of Donald Trump since he was in college was that you're going to get, with a little luck, a Supreme Court that is going to take on decisions like this and give you results that you as a conservative go, yeah, we've done good. We've done good for generations, maybe for all time, fingers crossed, God willing. So Robert's conservative credentials have been less than stellar in ideological terms, but he was with the, he's been with the good guys before, and I think there's a decent chance he'll, he'll stay there. Now, you can expect Big Left to mount the mother of all full court presses against this. As big as Citizens United, their big attempt to reverse a, another Supreme Court case, yeah, maybe. I'd bet a shiny new quarter on it. 
I, well, that's been my way of saying I will bet something scarce for about a year now. But let me put it this way. I'll wager a four-by-eight sheet of three-quarter-inch plywood on it. How's that? We'll be talking about this again, like I said, Monday on the Minnesota Gun Report with Rob Dore, uh, which will be out Monday morning bright and early. So, uh, And I'm saying if I had to bet odds, I'd say strong, very strong chance of a 5-4 win, uh, decent chance of a 6-3 win on this one, and watching Big Left melt down is going to provide me with enough material to get to the station's second 20th anniversary, 19 years from now. It's been a good year, I should say. We don't know that that's going to be good. As that noted Second Amendment, uh, I'm sorry, let me back up here. It's been a good year. I don't want to count the chickens before they're hatched, or as that noted Supreme Court scholar Kenny Rogers said, you don't count your money when you're sitting at the table. That's a, 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 I don't know if you knew that. It's about legal opinions, not about gambling. I made that up. One thing I'm not making up is while we don't, we're not going to count uh, the the results of the uh, New York State Rifle Pistol Association case in our si- on our side before the case gets adjudicated. And we're ways away from that here yet. We probably won't hear about the results of these uh, this case until well into summer, if not early. I forget exactly when the results come out. It's always a big ritual. Uh, Supreme Court holds its hearings on the cases it chooses to hear through the summer and then releases all the results in a two- or three-day just tsunami of legal opinion-mongering that has all the law geeks gathered around their computers for days on end. And I will confess, in 2008 and 2010, as we waited for the results from Heller and McDonald, I was one of those geeks, and I'll probably be the same thing when uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol goes to trial and when the results come out here in months from now. We're not going to count the results on that one yet, even though, again, I wager a shiny new sheet of plywood that we do pretty well on this we being the good guys the people who favor freedom for citizens that's what i mean by good guys but it's been a generally good week really a generally good year for the second amendment leaving aside the biden administration's uh attempt to gut the second amendment via executive order which may or may not go anywhere and certainly you're seeing uh states respond uh, pointedly and potentially effectively to the Biden administration's overreach, including this past week, my native home state of North Dakota, which not only became a Second Amendment sanctuary state this past week, uh, they've caught up on a few other issues with a lot of other solid rates, red states in a couple of areas where North Dakota had been lagging a bit. I was surprised to hear that North Dakota was not a stand-your-ground state until last week. Governor Burgum, who I should point out, in case you missed it the first thousand times I said it, is married to a high school classmate of mine, this past week said both the U.S. Constitution and the North Dakota Constitution recognize our citizens' inalienable right to keep and bear arms, and designating North Dakota as a Second Amendment sanctuary sends a strong message to Congress and the White House that we will firmly resist any attempts to infringe on those rights, said Governor Burgum. Quote, we are deeply grateful to all the legislators who sponsored and supported these bills, multiple, and worked to strengthen North Dakota's commitment to the Second Amendment. And boy, this is the kind of bills where if you're a Minnesota Second Amendment advocate, an activist, you've got to be looking and going, oh, there's got to be an upside to life west of the Red River, among many others. HB, that's North Dakota House Bill 1498, removes a victim's requirement to try and escape before defending themselves. It's a stand-your-ground law. North Dakota becomes the latest stand-your-ground state. Senate Bill 2344 protects North Dakota's access to firearms and ammunition businesses, basically doing what our 2015 rule did, uh, barring the governor from uh, shutting down gun stores and other uh, access to ammunition under color of state of emergency. 1293 from the House expands constitutional carry in North Dakota, expands hunting rights for North Dakotans. 1383 prohibits state agencies from enforcing federal gun laws that infringe on the Second Amendment. Booyah. House Bill 1450 allows more North Dakotans to qualify for a Class 1 carry uh, license. In other words, something that you can carry with you out of state in case your local constitutional carry isn't enough for you. You need something to bring to Minnesota. You got it. 
1463 gives local fire and EMS entities the ability to have an armed responder for defensive purposes only. In other words, giving fire and paramedics the right to defend themselves uh, that you and I have. 1428 clarifies the role of cities and political subdivisions in making local firearms policy, i.e. none. They don't have any more right to regulate the Second Amendment than they have to regulate who can vote. Uh, 1297 clarifies where firearms are and aren't allowed, catching up with Minnesota. 1339 creates a study to evaluate the Century Code, North Dakota's body of law, definitions of public gathering and dangerous weapon to ensure North Dakota's laws are up to date. It needs it because North Dakota doesn't change its laws much. There are laws on the books that haven't changed since 1890, and it's kind of hilarious to read. It used to be kind of hilarious to read sometimes. Finally, 1396, the House Bill 1396 protects firearms and ammunition manufacturers from lawsuits for damages caused by a third party, jumping ahead of the Democrats' uh, biggest wishes when it comes to the Second Amendment, making it legally impossible to support the Second Amendment or sell products to us. So congratulations, North Dakota. (laughs) In so many ways, Minnesota can only dream as long as the uh, progressive wing of the DFL has a leash attached to Governor Klink's delegates, let's shall we say, of doing as well. But it's from dreams that realities are born. So let us continue dreaming. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Much more good news when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, go nowhere. AM 12A, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk, they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rackshack attack, rackshack barbecue, Ooh. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. 
Waning moments of this episode, the 859th episode of the Northern Alliance Radio Network Saturday broadcast over the last uh, 17, going on 18 years. That's right. <laughs> I did actually calculate it the other day. That was fun. It, I've been doing this a while now. This is, I consider it my second radio career. And after almost 18 years, I think I can. Anyway, great to have you all along for this uh, crazy ride here. Now, before other stuff happened, by the way, at uh, President uh, Harris's speech this past. I'm sorry, what was that? Did I say? Oh, President Biden. Did I say Harris? Well, shut my mouth. Anyway, uh, you might ask I, pre, at, at President Biden's address the other night. Uh, I mean, I, I've been hitting hard on the corrosive racism that seems to have been unleashed from a good chunk of of the left's inner id this past week in in going after Tim Scott, basically with the mo- one of the most corrosively racist attacks uh, I've heard recently. And by the way, I pointed out that uh, it's been pointed out to me that Cory Booker and uh, Raphael Warnock are both senators as well, uh, African-American senators, which, OK, that's two Democrats, one Republican. Now, if you consider the percentage of, vo- Af- of Democrat voters who are African-Americans, by proportion, there should be six. And for the GOP, there should be less than one. So still, the GOP is overrepresented for now. We'll hope to fix that and make it way uh, and, and make the percentage of black Republican voters much, much higher. That's what we need to shoot for. But what else happened that night? Well, President Harris went very, very, very long. Did I do it again? Oops, I did it again. I'm sorry. President Biden went long, long, long on gun control, both in terms of betting terms and and, and political capital and in terms of time spent jabbering on about it. He went long uh, during his bedtime chat the other night. Uh, So why did he do it? Why did he spend so much time on gun control? My two cents, or (laughs) my sheet of plywood, says... They're going long on gun control because they may not get another chance to use it. This is one of those issues that the big left uses to turn out numbers because they figure people who are part of the orthodox, hardcore, will vote for big left and nothing but big left crowd can, can, can turn them out and get them to the polls, sort of like abortion does for Republicans, is guns. They figure this is one of their reliable, they have figured. This was a reliable issue to the hard left base for quite some time. And that may not be true much longer. This is like a pair of shoes that are on their last legs, and they're going to wear them until they wear out. Why do we say this? Well, (laughs) polling came out this past week. Americans seem to be ditching gun control. The, and, and by the way, this is a, uh, a, a uh, article that came out this past week in the Reload, which is a, a Second Amendment related uh, website. But it cites an ABC poll. That's American Broadcasting Corporation, one of the big three. And the polling says young Americans support for gun control isn't just off a bit. It isn't fading. It isn't dribbling away in dribs and drabs. It's crashing. It's cratering. Uh, And I quote, a new poll from ABC and the Washington Post published Wednesday found a significant drop in support for new gun control laws, especially among young people. The number of Americans supporting enacting new gun laws over protecting gun rights fell from 57 percent to 50 percent, a seven point drop from when the poll was last conducted three years ago. The number of Americans favoring gun rights jumped from 34 to 43 percent. A nine-point jump viewed another way, a 33% rise in supporters. One-third of 34 is, is a little over 11, and that's what, uh, that's what rose, rose nine points, so just shy of a 30% rise, one-third. In the meantime, uh, the drop was, was, was significant as well. The difference between the two positions narrowed by 16 points overall. And by the way, when people say 50 or 57 percent uh, support uh, enacting new gun laws, we're talking people who think yeah, it'd be nice if we regulated gun laws, but don't think about it all that hard. When people start thinking about that uh, and, and putting some nuance and specifics to the laws they, they favor or don't, that support drops fast. And the reason that support's drop, uh, dropping fast is because people are learning the laws. Over this last year, a lot of people 
have decided that standing on anti-gun principle made no sense for them. They went out and got guns. And the fastest growing populations among gun owners are who? Women, minorities, and liberals, people to the left of center. Sharpest decline, according to this poll, these polls, uh, this poll, I should say, by the ABC and uh, Washington Post, sharpest decline in support for new gun control measures came among 18 to 29-year-olds and Hispanics. Both groups saw 20-point drops. Rural Americans and strong conservatives saw a 17-point drop. And I'd be amazed if there were 17 points there among those communities to start with. So they must be down in single digits by now. Not that the the right to keep and bear arms is in any great danger from rural Americans and strong conservatives. The downturn in gun control support comes even after multiple high-profile mass shootings in Colorado, Indiana, and Georgia. The AP says this like, or ABC says this like it's surprising. People don't like being sitting ducks. Uh, The ABC Washington Post poll is the second in as many weeks to show that support for gun control is dropping. A Pew poll in April, uh, 21st uh, April, uh, found the same seven-point drop in support for stricter gun laws. The polling data tends to support the idea new gun owners are beginning to change their attitudes on guns. The National Shooting Sports Foundation, which represents gun makers and dealers, estimates there were 8.4 million new gun owners in 2020. Since gun owners tend to oppose new gun control measures at a higher rate than non-gun owners, Captain Obvious rears his head, the drop in polling support for new gun laws may be a result of those new gun owners changing their minds. If the changing attitudes of new gun owners result in lower baselines of support for new gun control measures, it could have a significant impact on gun politics in America. Oh, yeah, it just might. Which is why I suspect... Kamala Harris. What? I can't. No, I didn't. I did not say Kamala. I did. If you say so. All right. This is why President Biden this past week in his bedtime chat with the nation went so long on gun control. Why he spent so much precious time demanding laws that were and proposals that were out of date 20 and 30 years ago that have never, any place, affected crime, much less mass shootings, because they may not have many more chances to use it without it hurting them. It's our obligation to make sure it hurts them at the polls in 2022. That's what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. 3853. On a bitter December morning, Shelby went to a Twin Cities abortion clinic, planning to get abortion pills to end her pregnancy. A young mom of a three-year-old daughter, Shelby didn't see how she could parent another child by herself. But when she got there, she saw the Alpha Women's Center Mobile Medical Clinic parked nearby. This is Annie with Alpha Women's Center, a pro-life Christian ministry in the Southwest Metro. 
We operate a mobile ultrasound unit that we call the Miracle Machine. Shelby left the abortion clinic that day and came on the mobile unit instead. When she saw her baby on the ultrasound, she changed her mind and chose life. Alpha Women's Center has been offering help and hope to women like Shelby since 1982, and we're the only mobile pregnancy center in Minnesota. We go where women are, serving in five locations. Our mobile clinic is staffed by licensed medical professionals who offer best practice care at no cost. We're entirely donor-funded by pro-life people like you. To learn more or support our ministry, visit us at MiracleMachineMN.com. Has your water heater decided to create one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes in your basement? Have a burst pipe? Dripping faucet? Is your water not soft anymore? Champion Plumbing is a call away. Champion will be there fast in your time of need. They service the entire metro area, and they're taking all the necessary precautions to keep you and your household safe. A champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done, and that's Champion Plumbing. Online at championplumbing.net. When you call, make sure you tell them the Patriots sent you. AM 1280, The Patriot, 